Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's podcast, it is just me. On Thursdays, I do a short, a five to 10 minute episode where I talk about something in the health and fitness or medical industry that is trending and or something that I touched on in a previous podcast that I want to elaborate on. This is something I've talked about a bunch on, a, on different topics in, in the podcast and, and sort of hint on in the book. And these are the three of many reasons, but three reasons that I don't plan my workouts. I don't plan my workouts and I don't plan clients' workouts. And some people say, really, Steve? Yes, really. Now, was there a point in my career where I planned my workouts? Sure. Was there a point in my career where I planned my clients' workouts? Sure. But this day and age, I don't have to. Why don't I have to? Well, I can think on my feet and I prefer to think on my feet. And I'm going to explain why that is, I think, a, a huge benefit for all personal trainers to be able to do. And because I honestly believe it is a disadvantage to clients to pre-plan workouts out, provided your client's goal, this is a very important caveat, is long-term health and wellness, and that they don't have specific goals like, hey, I need to put on 12 pounds of muscle, or hey, I my goal is to get up on stage. Those That, that is a different beast. I am just talking about general personal training. You have a, a 53-year-old mom who comes to you, and she just wants to tone up and look better and have full body fitness and lose a little bit of weight. Right, that This sort of fitness, which is majority of personal training clients, sort of a, a overall weight loss and shape and toning and muscle building, general health and wellness, I do not plan for. Let's go down three reasons why I do not plan. Number one, you never know how that client is going to feel physically. When you do your initial check-in phase, and I'm going to also talk about yourself personally. I just went to the gym this morning. I did my own check-in phase, so to speak. While I was warming up, I said, Steve, how do you feel today? And guess what? I felt phenomenal. I had full energy. I hadn't worked out in a few days. I had eaten at the right time prior to coming to the gym. I had just the right amount of caffeine. The weather was nice. I slept great. Every single thing was lining up to be great. So what did I do? I did a more challenging workout than I usually do. I stayed there longer. I did exercises that maybe I wouldn't do otherwise if I wasn't full energy leg related exercises. And I pushed myself because I felt phenomenal. A client may come in and say, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night. And or I ate like crap yesterday, so I decided not to eat at all today, Steve, and it's six o'clock and I didn't eat all day, so I'm really low energy. If you have a difficult workout plan, what do you do at that point? It is important that you have the skill set to be able to manipulate your workout at least. At least have a plan which that can be easily manipulated or have multiple plans. An easy day, a hard day, a light hard day, a light day, a medium day, whatever, so that those curveballs don't throw you for a loop. Think about yourself personally. When you go to the gym or when you wake up in the morning and how you assess what sort of workout you're going to do by your energy levels. And if you're not someone who does that, it is a bad idea. I don't know why you do that. If you're somebody who just says, I had a plan, I'm sticking to it. I slept four hours. I said I was going to do my heavy squat day. I'm going to do my heavy squat day. That is not a good idea, right? You're, you're asking to get injured. And if you do that with your clients, that's even worse because now you're dealing with somebody else's health and that you're going to cause long-term damage, right? And you'd be deleterious to their their long-term health. So we have to be able to shift on a dime. That's one reason that I do not plan. Second reason is your clients and yourself, you can't plan for how they're going to feel mentally. There's a mental mindset to fitness. Some days people come in, like myself, when I walk into the gym, 
almost always I'm excited to be there, but some days I'm not as excited. So, so when I'm not as excited and I get there, what do I do? I do stuff that excites me. I go play basketball for a little while and challenge myself on some sort of hezzy dribbling moves, or I go to the kickboxing and do some question mark kicks and work on things that I really enjoy to get warmed up. And that gets me a little bit more excited when I put on some good music and I'm ready to go. But there are some days where your clients are gonna walk in and they're gonna be really happy. And there's some days they're gonna be really sad. And if they come in, they're like, you know, I had a really bad day and you know people are annoying me at work and you know my kid's sick and he failed his you know algebra test yada 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 well guess what that may be a day where you need to have more of a fun dynamic exercise session with them you know that they love doing boxing so you go you know what we're going to box today you know i want to get your motivation up you know that they hate doing abs well then you don't do abs that day because your client is having a really tough day already you don't want to pour it on them so that's another reason why it's not always good to pre-plan or at least only have one plan and not have two or three or four plans so again reason number one you don't know how you or your client is going to feel physically whether you're planning your workout or their workout number two you don't know how they're going to feel mentally and number three is you don't know the equipment that is available to you. Now, this isn't always the case, but but it's normally the case. Because even if you have, let's say, a virtual trainer, you yourself are a virtual trainer, you tell the client what to buy in advance, you don't know what's gonna happen. They might say, hey, you know, I uh, I left that kettlebell that you told me to buy at at my uh, at my job. I brought it to my job and I just wanted to show my friend my new kettlebell because he wanted to know, he wanted to get one too and I wanted to show him like what mine looked like and I brought it there and I forgot it there so I don't have my kettlebell today. Well, if you had a whole workout designed around using this kettlebell and you don't have a backup plan and you're not somebody who is you know, tenured enough in the industry to just flip on a dime and build a new program in your head, well, then you're screwed. So you don't always know what equipment they're gonna have on hand. And that is something you need to think about. When you go to the gym yourself, let's say today, I, again, I'll use myself. Again, I'll use myself. I went to the gym. I was warming up, looking around. There wasn't that many people in the gym at this time. This this was 10 a.m.-ish. You have your people who come early in the morning, as, as you know, and then people leave and then people come in the afternoon. But that 10 a.m. time, it's hard for most people to get there. But there's nobody in there. I had my lay of the land. I could do whatever I want. I could go kickbox. I can go play basketball. I can go to the Olympic weightlifting section. I can go do pull-ups. I can go to the dumbbell bench press section. It didn't matter, right? I can go anywhere. There was enough room and not a lot of people in there where I can make the decision. But if I had gone, maybe at even at a time, let's say let's say I went at uh, 10 o'clock and I assumed that was going to be the case and it wasn't. For whatever reason, a lot of people had off work. I didn't know it was a holiday and everybody's there using the equipment that I wanted to use. I had planned to do an upper body a day specifically using dumbbells and there wasn't a bench open, there's people waiting everywhere and it's a mess in there. Now, I'm potentially aggravated that I don't get to do that and I might not have a, a backup plan. And with your clients, the same thing. If you planned on doing if you this particular thing and you don't have a backup plan and that equipment is used or that equipment is out for the day because there's a problem with this, the cable machine, the cable snapped and you plan on doing the whole thing on the cable machine, what's your backup plan? So writing out your workouts to a T, I don't care how type A you are, is not a great idea unless you're going to go heavy, medium, light, and then also have backups, have backups for that workout. Or you write in more of a general fashion. Say, we're going to do these back exercises. I know a different way I can go about this. If this machine is used, we're going to go to this machine to work these muscles instead. If you can think about that in your hand, in your head rather, and pre-plan that out, that is okay. But I still think you should really just think about having a very, 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 very vague plan and then working off of that initial client conversation, what I call the update phase or the check-in phase. 
when they come, they first come in, you have them start doing dynamic warmups and you say, how, how you feeling? Just checking in with you, check in with your own body, tell your own body, tell me how you feeling. You're sore from the last workout. What else did you do? Did you go play tennis? Did you go on a bike ride with your uh, husband or wife over the weekend and your legs a little bit sore? You know, we did that new exercise on, on Friday that you've never done before. Do you, do you feel it in your core? Is your core was sort of sore this weekend? Check in with your client, have them check in with their own bodies. That's why they do a dynamic warm up because they're checking in with themselves. And then feel the process out before you jump in to having this design workout because you don't know how they're going to feel. Well, the next question that might be obvious here is, well, what do we do after we get the client update, Steve? You haven't told us how to put together this workout. Well, I have another podcast before if you've been listening, Duration, Object, Tempo, Stability, and the Seven Central Movements. Let's go through a practical example here. The client comes in and says, hey, Steve, I just ran six miles last night. I'm not used to running. My husband's running a marathon, but um, so I hopped in the running program with him and I ran six miles. You not having that specific plan, but just having a generalized plan, looking at the seven central movements and, and looking at duration, object, tempo, stability, say, no problem, we can pivot on a dime. What we're going to do here is we're not going to do lunge. We're not going to do hinge. We're not going to do squat. We're going to take those three movements out. Instead, we're going to focus on plank. We're going to focus on rotate, push, and pull today so that we can give your legs a break. Yes, we do dynamic warm-ups. We get the legs moving. We do a regular warm-up, but we're going to focus the primary portion of the exercises on push, pull, plank and rotate. So we're going to use dots to fuse with that. We look around to fuse with that. We look around the gym because we don't really care what equipment we have because we can use dots with any piece of equipment. And the only thing that's open right now is a medicine ball. We go over to the medicine ball. There's a wall next to it. We go, okay, great. We're going to do pushing exercises. We're going to do medicine ball wall balls where we press that medicine ball into the air. So the duration is 30 seconds. We're going to do this for 30 seconds. The object, we already have it. So it's the medicine ball, the tempo. It's just one second up, one second down. And the stability, we're going to do this on one leg. We're going to challenge the client. They're going to be on one leg for 30 seconds. Then they're going to be on the other leg for 30 seconds. So they're doing pressing with the ball. Tempo one second up, one second down. They're on one leg for the stability factor. You just use your dots and you fuse it with the seven central movements, which in this case was the upper, one of the upper body movements, push, and you're good. You just have an exercise here. Okay, what's next? Well, we, you know what? Nothing else is still open. We're still using the medicine ball. Let's go ahead and rotate. We're going to use we're going to use the medicine ball to rotate. So instead of uh, doing 30 seconds like we did before, we're going to do repetitions as our duration. So we're going to pick out uh, 20. 20 repetitions on each side is the goal. And the client grabs the ball. They're going to rotate, throw that ball into the wall 20 times on one side, 20 times on the other side. You're there correcting form, making sure they're pivoting and you know driving off that foot, squashing the bug with that that the foot that's further away from the wall, really turning their hips and driving through. And the object, we already have it. It's the medicine ball, duration object. And the tempo is just one second throws back and forth, one second release, and sort of that concentric, eccentric, explosive movement. And the stability portion is nothing, right? We're just, there. there, there is no... There is no specialty on this stability portion. We're just on both legs here. So it's there. Then, oh, what opens up next? Oh, it's the uh, TRX suspension trainer. Let's let's do another pulling exercise. We're going to do high pulls. So we walk over to the TRX exercise. Excuse me, high rows. Palms are facing down. Our body's in that straight standing plank position. So we also have sort of plank involved in this because we talked about that as one of the seven central movements. I'm pulling my hands to my shoulders. And this is where we're going to use tempo. So we're going to do three-second concentric, pull nice and slow three seconds, hold for one second isometric, and then and then release for two seconds eccentric. So that's a total of a six-second movement here. And we're going to do 10 repetitions, which should take them a minute, give, given that time uh, period. So duration, object, tempo, stability, 
we're today of the seven central movements because our client did too much leg related stuff the day before running six miles and they haven't run before we took away we took away the the three movements that are more leg centric in the seven central movements which is hinge lunge and squat today we're focusing more on push pull rotate and plank and we're using duration object tempo stability to fuse with that now that now, that might seem like a lot if you're a new trainer that might take you a while you might be worried and concerned but you'll get there that's why it's okay to build plans at first, generalize plans, but ultimately your goal should be to have no plan. I am a big proponent and will always be, your goal should be to walk into the gym, have an update phase, and then just using duration, object, tempo, stability, and just using the information your client gave you and the seven central movements, be able to think on a dime and provide a high value experience for your client. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.